Hello. Welcome, everyone, a good night of Shabbos. So we stand welcoming with open arms the world of Yitzhak Avinu. You know, if you were to compare the way the Torah describes Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, there is something specific about Yitzchak that is kind of peculiar. That is, we know very little about Yitzchak's life. There's very little recorded about what he does, where he goes, who he speaks to, and what he says. I think I once recorded that there are less than, there are less than, um, I think there are less than 70 words that Yitzchak is actually recorded as saying in the entire Torah. Maybe I'm wrong. I just remember that number. As opposed to Avram, Avram, there's so much that is said, so many different stories, so many different things. According to the Madrashi Chazal, he was all over the world being Megayar people, three million different neshamas that, that he converted to Judaism. He introduced monotheism, the concept, the idea, the experience of monotheism in the world. He was the founder of all of our religions. And Yaakov, there are so many parshias dedicated to his life journey, where he went, what he did, what he, who he saw, who he spoke to, who he had fights with, his children, the legacy of his children. Kal Yisrael is called Yisrael, named after Yaakov Avinu. And Yitzchak, Yitzchak, there's very little that is said about him. It's mysterious. Further confounding our understanding of Yitzchak, Yitzchak chooses his son, Esav, as the one who he loves, which is, again, kind of odd. What do we make of that? What does that mean? Why? And certainly there's a lot to talk about, you know, the potential. He saw the potential in Esav. Chazal teach us that he saw the potential in Esav. If Esav would have been a tzaddik, oh, he would have been a much bigger tzaddik than Yaakov, but Esav couldn't hack it. But that Yitzchak saw the potential. Really what I would like to address is something specific about Yitzchak that I think is important for our generation. I, I will say that I'm gonna put out a trigger warning as well as a, um, this is for mature audiences only because I would like to address something specific that I think lies at the periphery of Yitzchak Avinu's or our understanding of Yitzchak Avinu that is very much related to what, what happens in the world today. The Arizal, the Archaim Akadosh quotes him, the Arizal says that when Yitzchak was born, he was born with Nishmas the Nukva, which seems to be in a very literal sense, which of course you cannot take the worlds of Pinimia Satara with a sense of literalism. You can't learn Arizal with a sense of literalism because the Arizal is not talking about literal, he's talking about the symbolic and the figurative. Many people understand that Yitzchak was born with a female soul, with the soul of a woman. And many have tried in recent years to use that as a source of where we see transgenderism in the Torah without addressing the particulars of, of that issue. It's a sensitive, holy, holy, confusing and delicate topic. And people that struggle with that have very holy souls. 
The world today, it's a, our second evolution of trying to discuss this question of identity. Right now, the, top, the hot topic is not about sexual identity, it's about gender identity. And I don't want to get into that particular discussion of gender identity, but I do want to talk about what I think is what the Arizal means, which is not the literal Yitzchak being born with a woman's soul, but as everything in the Arizal, the symbolic, in which case it's not that Yitzchak was born with a woman's soul, it's that Yitzchak was born with a feminine soul. Let's discuss masculinity and femininity. Now, in the most obvious sense of the word, masculinity means strong, femininity means soft. Not necessarily weak, but soft. Softness would be weaker than strong, but our basic understanding, our basic conceptions and stereotypes, and perhaps even misconceptions, is that masculinity is the stronger of the energies, femininity is the weaker of the energies, masculine is the sun, Feminine is the moon. Masculine is the assertive one. Feminine is the experiential one. Masculine is about goals and about expressiveness. Feminine is about creativity. Let's discuss this. Again, we don't have the time to expand. Uh, certainly, I don't, I don't claim to master this subject, but I do want to address this one particular thing. In the world of the masculine, in the world of Avram Avinu, what matters is what I can bring to the world. What matters is my capacity to see beyond myself. It's the world of chesed. It's the capacity to bring to fruition Hashem's will. Avram was not just a person who discovered Hashem and who then subsequently was communicated to by Hashem. Avram's entire life mission was to bring monotheism to the world, to bring the idea, to bring the lived experience, and to bring religion to all of us. The Medra says that there were three million gerim, there were three million converts during Avram's life who met Avram, were influenced by him, and lived their lives that way. And then the Medrash seems to say that after Avram died, those three million neshamas got lost. But the truth is that those three million neshamas, I think, represent all of history. Avraham codified whatever kind of mystical and religious experiences that were existing in the world back then. He, he brought it all together and said, no, there's one God that is the God of all other gods. And from that moment, something changed in all of history. And so the three major religions of the world, the Judeo-Christian and Muslim religions, all trace themselves back to monotheism. And even many of the other religions that seem to be pantheistic, there's a, a certain underlying core of monotheism that was introduced to the world by Avram Avinu. He was an influential, perhaps as we said last week, the most influential influencer the theologian, philosopher, etc. And his job was to bring things to the world. In the world of Avraham, 
self-reflection, self-growth, self-expansiveness is all in the service of bringing us closer to Hashem, bringing us closer to accomplishing the mission that Hashem has for us in our world. But that is not the world of the feminine. That is not the world of Yitzchak Avinu. The mysterious and elusive world of Yitzchak, which is rooted in the feminine, as the Rizal says, is not about what I have the capacity to bring to the world. The world of Yitzchak Avinu is about the world of essence. In the world of Yitzchak Avinu, it's about experience. It's creativity for the sake of creativity. It is not even for the sake of creating something beyond me. It is for the sake of creating something of myself. The Svarim HaKadoshim teach us, it's, a, it's based on a medrash in Tanchuma. The medrash says, what does it mean, as we said, Eilu told us Noyach, Noyach. What does it mean that these are the children of Noyach, Noyach? The medrash, so Rashi says, these are the, over there, Rashi says that, that the Iker children of, of Sadikim are their Maisim Taivim, the things that the good things that they do, the mitzvahs and the Maisim Taivim. But the Medrash in Tanchuma says something very different. The Medrash says that Sadikim give birth to themselves. Think about that. Sadikim give birth to themselves. Ela told us Noyach, Noyach. These are the children of Noyach, Noyach. In other words, it's not about what Noach brought to the world. It's not about what Noach did. It's that Noach is a, is a creation of himself. Noach created himself. And perhaps that's, again, the distinction between Noach and Avraham. Where Noach, his job was not about influencing anything. Noach's job was about expanding from the inside and on the inside, expanding Noach. That is very much related to the world of the feminine. That is very much related to the world of Yitzchak. Ki bi Yitzchak yikar Yitzchak is Avraham's son. Avraham's life is marked by everything that he can do. The so few words that are calculated in the Torah about Yitzchak is because it is all going on inside Yitzchak. It is not going on outside. Let's understand this a step further. In the world of self-development, in the world of psychology, the work that I do as a psychotherapist, most of what people understand and what people talk about, going to see a therapist is about, is I have a conflict, I have a problem. The problem is that there are things about me that I can't control, I can't get over. There's a pain that I have, there's a behavior that I have, there's a, an emotional experience that I have that I can't tolerate, I can't deal with. I go to the therapist. The therapist helps me fix those problems. And once those problems are fixed, I am now able to live the kind of life that I want to live and I can move on having a greater capacity to live in my life. That's the basic framework of what psychotherapy is about. But in the world of Yitzchak, there's something completely, completely different going on. In the world of Yitzchak, the good, the bad, the ugly, the mitzvahs, the averas, the behaviors, 
the good times, the bad times, all of those things, the entire experience of the human being is viewed from a very, very different perspective, which is really the perspective of the feminine. And that is self-growth in the world of Yitzchak is not for the purpose of expanding my influence in this world. It is not for the purpose of being goal-oriented. It is not for the purpose of living a better life. The purpose of expansiveness in the world of Yitzchak is because Yitzchak understands in his deepest depth that it is about him, that the world's narrative is about him, that the influence he has in the world is not about anything that he does. He is not meant to think for one minute about anyone other than himself with the deepest, deepest recognition that the creativity, the greatest creativity, the greatest birthing that can happen in this world is not a child I can produce to live an autonomous life, but is about producing myself. Ela told us Yitzchak when Avram, Yit, Avram hailed us Yitzchak. It's about Yitzchak. Yitzchak's life is about himself. When a person goes to see a therapist that is living in the world of Yitzchak, when a person wants to enter into the world of Yitzchak, it's about recognizing that everything that exists outside are really reflections of things that exist inside. For example, science acknowledges, recognizes that the way our physiology works is when I look at something, the light of that particular thing bounces off the back of my retina and I have, my brain is able to interpret what that light means and I'm able to see an image. That means externally to myself, there is something happening. My eyes receive, my brain interprets, and now I see what I see. Rabbi Nachman says something completely opposite. Rabbi Nachman says, no. When I see an image outside of myself, what I'm doing is my eyes are sending light to that image and I am, in a certain way, asserting my energy onto that object. And now that object comes to life because I've looked at it. Sight, in the world of Rabbi Nachman, is an action. It's not, a, it's not being makabal, it's being mashpia. And this, to me, is the deepest depths of the world of Yitzchak. It's the recognition that that which I look at is what it is based on the way I see it. It's not just about perception. It's about my intention also. It's about recognizing that I can close my eyes like Yitzchak. I can be blind to the world and live seeing and experiencing the world through the lens of my own neshama, through the lens of my own feelings, through the lens of my own heart, recognizing that Hashem wants one thing in this world. He wants Yitzchak to be the most expanded Yitzchak that he can be, which is, of course, why Yitzchak sees the world of Esav and sees the potentiality of Esau, and doesn't mind and doesn't pay attention, it doesn't bother him that Yitzchak is doing Aver that Esau is doing Averis. What he wants to see in Esau is that Esau becomes the best Esau possible. Now, of course, where Esau got that wrong was he got stuck on thinking that that which he sees outside of himself is more realistic than that which he sees inside of himself. In the world of Yitzchak, it's all about the capacity to experience myself. In the world of Yitzchak, it's about 
the capacity to expand myself because Hashem wants me to work on me for the sake of me being a greater sense of me. It is not about what I do and what I express in the world. It's about giving birth to myself on a continuous basis. That is the Bechina of femininity. That is the world of Bina. Chachma is the world of what I see from the outside and understand to be existing on the outside. Bina is the capacity to take that which exists outside and put it inside me, to integrate, to internalize, to expand me, to only ingest things that make my life bigger and greater, as opposed to lust, which is about me looking on the outside and yearning for something outside myself. And so here I want to address what is the way that I try to work for myself personally, but certainly professionally as a therapist. And this is specifically for men. And it's the question of sexuality, not gender. I want to discuss sexuality for a minute. When a person feels a pull, an urge, to something that is attractive, to a woman that's attractive, to a woman's body part that's attractive, there are two ways of looking at it. The woman is the object of my desire, or my desire turns that woman into an object. Again, let's just say, say this in the deepest, most blunt way possible. It's either the woman is an object of my desire, or my desire turns that woman into an object. In the world of Avraham, in the world of masculinity, the way we deal with sexuality, with sexual, sexual urges, is to cut ourselves off from those things that my eyes desire. That woman out there is attractive, and when she walks past me or I look at her, it conjures up all kinds of feelings of yearning inside myself for that object that exists outside of me. But in the world of Yitzchak, it's completely the opposite. It begins with my sense of desire. It begins with something about the alluring world of the feminine that I want. And since I don't really fully know that femininity within me, since I don't really know what language is being spoken to me through the Shekhinah, which is the feminine, through my Neshama, which is feminine, through the layers of consciousness, I don't really have much of an understanding of what those things are. I put that energy, that feminine energy, into another woman, rendering that woman an object. It's not about her body. It's never been about her body. It's never been about her smile. It's never been about anything about her that appears to me as the man to be interesting. In the world of Yitzchak, it's the capacity to recognize that those things that I desire are really only objects. And by putting my desire into that object or into that person, I turn that thing into an object, right? I objectify. In the world of Yitzchak, it's recognizing that when I have a desire, when there's something going on inside of me, when there's a yearning, when there's an interest, something's piquing my interest, it's never about the object outside of me. It's always about that which is being projected from within inside me. 
the way we heal sexuality in this world is, yes, to some degree, is about the world of Avraham. It's about recognizing that sexuality is wrong or immorality is wrong and we need to curb our en en enthusiasm for it, etc. But in the world of Yitzchak, it's recognizing the feminine energy which is pulsing through me that I need to clarify. I need to own. I need to allow the feminine to expand my life. I need to not engage in chasing the object outside of me, but instead to engage in chasing the desire inside of me, to recognize that Hashem wants me to expand me. And my desires are for me. They're not for anyone outside of me. We all have the capacity, we do this all the time, to project our own energies out into the world and then try to engage in the world in ways that generally feel, for many of us, unsatisfactory. Because satisfaction in the world of Yitzchak and what is so elusive and mysterious and challenging and painful and scary about the world of Yitzchak is the recognition that there is nothing outside of me that can satisfy me other than me. I would go so far as to say that people search for Hashem. They reach up, up into the heavens. They search for spirituality, for mysticism, for great, big, unbelievable, beautiful, transcendent, epic, dramatic experiences of connecting with things outside. And sometimes Hashem says, no, I don't want any of that. I don't want you, Yitzchak, to be involved in changing the world. I don't want you, Yitzchak, being involved in influencing anyone. I don't want you, Yitzchak, to be involved in anything other than learning what is going on inside of you, learning to purify, clarify, sanctify, holify, and expand your own sense of existence in this world. Yitzchak is classically known as the Midas HaDin. The Svarim teach us that the, the Pnimius of Din is the Neshama. It's the recognition that it's all intrinsic. It's all about my capacity to expand myself, learning about purifying myself. Why? Because that's what Hashem wants of me. So the spin or the difference between Yitzchak and Avraham, they're really two completely different universes. The world, what Avraham gave birth to, the pride and joy of everything that he accomplished in this world, was to produce a Yitzchak in this world, to recognize, and that's the Heshtalshlus, that's the connection, that with all the chesed that Avraham did, and with all of the running around the world, and changing and influencing and impacting the entire world, with all of that, the greatest pride of Avraham's life is to produce an, a human being in this world whose entire capacity is to be expansive within itself, to give birth to itself, to be creative about itself, in our language, to go to therapy for the sense of expanding myself because myself matters more than anything else. And it is only in the world of Yitzchak, it is only when I have the capacity to become expansive within myself that I can be influencing in anything in life. That's the one thing that Avraham did not have in his life, which is the capacity to be within himself. In the world of Yishmael, the world of Yishmael is about seeking pleasure and gratification from outside myself. In the world of Yitzchak, it's about recognizing that all desire has the capacity to turn things outside of me into objects.
but it's never about the object. It's always about me. Good job, good job.